of uh, well, the very bottom of Yud uh, Bet. I cheated, I went. So it talks about um, the cases from last week, um, talk about certain permissions that were given for, let's say, collecting money that's owed on Kolomoe, mm-hmm. right? Because if you don't collect it now, you're not going to be able to. It's like the, the language that's used in this Gemara here and in the next Gemara, Kivrak Madia Ha'avad. Right, it'll be like business that's lost. It's not about about uh, realizing a gain. It's about preventing that loss of the principal. What's if you can't, that and have some it's the same thing. Same thing. Well, we we we've been using the word davar avod. Okay. That's this is frakmadia avod. That's the language that's being used here. That um, be, to mitigate or to avoid that loss, right. you're allowed to um, do something which otherwise you might not be allowed to in terms of business on cholamoid. And it has to be where you're preventing a loss and not realizing a gain. That's what we talked right, about. Right, but you have to do it in an unusual way. Well, no, not business. No, business, no. Is business, business is business. Business is business. Right. No. When, we, when it came to the uh, fields, when it came to that yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. there was a, in certain circumstances, they said that. We're going to actually see that again coming up. Under what circumstances do you need a shinoi when you're allowed to do something that you're not normally allowed to do? All right, so the very last line on Yudam Abet. Tanya Nami Gabi Gabodazara. A similar halacha we find uh, concerning um, uh, permissions that are allowed in our interactions with those who are idolaters, which under normal circumstances we avoid. And yet, when it comes to a potential loss of a business uh, situation, um, we, we allow you to engage. Kiai Gavna, in the following situation. Hochen Lirid Shalgoyim. You're allowed to go to the market festival of uh, non-Jews, um, even at a time, uh, right? Volochim behema avadim ushvachot batim sadot ukramim, and in that uh, on those days, right, the market days, the the uh, the the um, the um, what are they called? The big the big uh, like a flea market. No, but what are those things like in Vegas? The big trade shows, trade right? Shows. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have a trade show, uh, uh, right, in the non-Jewish uh, neighborhoods, villages, whatever. And during that time, you can buy anything you need, whether it's an animal or servants or or houses or fields or vineyards. Not only that, v'kotev umale berkochalahen. You can um, you can go uh, to their their non-Jewish courts. And write up a contract and record a contract of sale in their non-Jewish courts. There's a prohibition for Jews to in- engage with Erkot, with non-Jewish courts. We're supposed to avoid them. But here, the Brita tells us that you're allowed to. Why? Because if it's not recorded in the non-Jewish court, it's not possible to enforce the sale. The seller who's non-Jewish, can then go and demand his item back. And the Jew would have no recourse because the sale was not recorded in the, uh, in, in the, in the, in their coat uh, that the non-Jew recognizes and respects and can enforce the sale. So here, too, we, we, we are normally reluctant to allow such activity to go to a non-Jewish court unless there's uh, a fear of losing your, uh, your entire purchase because of because there's nothing binding the seller uh, from uh, from from reneging, right? Okay, so that's a similar case, not related to Cholamoid, but um, along the same lines. Uh, fourth line down from the top of Yudalef. 
Right, so Rav allowed Chia um, Barashi to uh, make fish traps on Cholamoid. Right. right, so my timer, why, why was he allowed to do this? Normally we don't allow you to right, engage in, 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 in malacha, that's unnecessary. So the answer is, why was he allowed to? My Sehejo too. Because it's not such a, it's, not, it's, it's, it's a simple um, uh, process. He's an amateur. Right? It's an am- and it's an amateur uh, job, and that, that you're allowed to do on Cholamoid, presumably to uh, catch fish on Cholamoid. Right? I think that goes without saying, right? You can't just make them to sell after the holiday, because even then it wouldn't be allowed. But you're allowed to do it because it's an amateur job and you need it on, on the moed. Uh, well, easily, usher, but he would not, it was not permitted to make nets for bird catching, because those were already viewed to be my time on my who, because that already is a, needs, is a craftsman's effort. So those can't be made on the moed, even for um, even for even if you want to catch a bird to eat on, on the yantif, right? You're gonna to have to eat fish. You're gonna to have to use someone. You're gonna to have to buy it from someone who already has one, right? That's you know that you're not gonna starve. Let them eat fish. Rav, fine. Two dots. Rav Yehuda. Similarly, Rav Yehuda shara la ami tanura l'migdal tanure. Rav Yehuda allowed Ami the uh, oven man to build ovens. Uh, on on Cholamoid, Uravabar Asbi, and he permitted Ravabar Asbi the Migdal Muhulta to um, uh, to create sieves for uh, cooking purposes. You know that you have to um, have things go through um, a sieve. Okay. Lots of lots of purposes. It's an all it's an all it's an all purpose kind of kitchen utensil. So. You're allowed to. They allowed them to do, make these things on 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 Cholamoid. is this so? Vatani Rabbi Bar Shmuel. We have a different statement from Rabbi Bar Shmuel. Vashavin, which says everyone agrees, she ain't Godlin Tanor Lachatchila, that you're not allowed to initially go out and make a Tanor, make an oven on Cholamoid. So how can we say that? Um, Rav Yehuda permitted Ami the Tanur man to make ovens. So lo kashya kan biyamotachama kan biyamotageshamim. The difference is the the weather and the climate at the time that you're making it. Basically, the difference between Pesach and Sukkot, right? Pesach, when it's dry and sunny, if you make a oven on Cholamoed, it'll be ready for Yantif. In the rainy season, in the humid time, Sukkot time, if you try to make an oven, it won't dry in time for you to use it on Yantav, and therefore you're preparing on Cholamoid for after Yantav, which is not permissible. Okay. We're up to the Mishnah. More things concerning um, what you can do on Cholamoid, what you can't do on Cholamoid, how you can do it, etc. Matnitin, Osin Makelagag. You're allowed to make a fence. Parapet. Right? Is that what they have there? A parapet. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those words, like a cubit. There's a few words that only if you read enough uh, translations of Chumash yeah. that you know. Like otherwise, words you know these words, right? Like, like, a, like a parapet is, is certainly one of my favorites. So what is that? It's the it's the low fence that you have to put on a flat roof to avoid people falling off it, especially when the roof is used for drying fruit and other uh, usages. Uh, so you're allowed to do that 
for your Gog and your Passet, a Misa Hedgehog. You're allowed to do that for your porch, your uh, open roof porch, and your roof, uh, so long as it's an amateur uh, job. Avalo Misa Uman, but you're not allowed to make sort of a craftsman's uh, fence. Obviously, you're allowed to do something because it's a mitzvah. You're not allowed to leave it unfenced uh, un- un- in, but you can't do it all the way because it's cholamoid. Safin et hatstakim umagilin osam magila biad uveregel. You're allowed to, um, you may smooth out plaster uh, over cracks um, and flatten umagilin, and you can flatten uh, this plaster that you're using biad uh, uveregel. With your hand, with your, uh, um, uh, well, it seems to be, in the Mishnah itself, it says, Umagila no top of Magila, biad uveregel. That you're allowed to flat, you're allowed to smooth it out, you're allowed to flatten it with this plaster with a Magila, with a roller, with your hand and with your foot. So we're going to have to explain, you know, if you're allowed to do it with a roller, why does it have to mention your hand and foot? So we'll get, we'll get to that. But that's what the Mishnah says. But not with a more intricate uh, tool that could really do a nice job, right? If you do it, that, that's how you'd want to finish it. Right. Not allowed to finish it on the Cholomoid. Hatsir, v'hatsinor, v'akora, v'amino, v'amavteach, shenishbaru. All these are components of a door and its locking mechanism. I think it said uh, a pivot, a socket, a lintel, a lock, or a key. Any of these things, all of them are necessary in order to lock your door. If any of these are broken, metaknim v'moed, you're allowed to fix it on the on cholamoid. Uvulvach So long as you didn't push it off, and intend to get it fixed on cholamoid, right? It, it was broken six weeks ago, but you were busy. You didn't have time to do it. So now you do it on cholamoid because you have free time. That you're not allowed to do. But if it breaks, erev yantif, you're allowed to get it fixed on cholamoid. V'chol um, Any 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 item that can be pickled. Mm-hmm. Including watermelon rinds, right? And don't people pickle watermelon rinds? Anyway, any 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 item that you can uh, brine uh, that can be eaten that that it'll be brined in time to eat on the moed itself. Kovshun, you're allowed to uh, pickle them. That includes fish, and at the end of the Amud, we'll become experts in fishing practices. So, you know, oh, man. We're experts in fumigating, don't, we're don't, experts in agriculture, and now we're going to be experts in fish. Don't listen to Adi, he don't know what he's talking about. It's gross. Gemara. So, hechi dami maise hedjot. Right, the Mishnah said when you're, you're allowed to uh, put up your fence, your parapet, you're only, you're only allowed to do it in an amateur fashion, but not in a, in a, in a craftsman's way. So what, what is that? Rav Yosef Omar, Bahutzavadafna. We had this elsewhere, mm-hmm. that you're allowed to make the fence with fronds and with sticks, right, twigs. But Tana, different way, Tsar Betzror, V'enotach Betit. We actually saw that also in the previous, earlier in the Gemara. You're allowed to uh, stack stones on top of each other, but you're not allowed to um, uh, cement them in place. Use the mortar. <clears throat> right. Shafinet that's stuck in. Umagila no magila. Right, you're allowed to uh, smooth over, uh, you're allowed to fill in the, the cracks and smooth over the, the, the smooth it over with a roller. Hashem magila mar shari biyad boy. Right, so that, that's why there's an ambiguity in the Mishnah. It says you're allowed to smooth it over with a roller, with your hand or with your foot. So the Gemara asks simply, if you're allowed to use any, utens- like it makes sense, hand or foot might be a shinoi. So maybe that's the only thing you're allowed to do. But if you tell me you can use a roller, you can use an instrument, an implement, perhaps not the most perfect implement, which is a machal tzayim. 
But if you're allowed to use an implement called a magila, a roller, then certainly you're allowed to use your hand and foot. Why does the Gemara even mention, why does the Mishnah mention hand or, and foot is permissible? Hachi Kamar. So you know, we have to sort of reinterpret, re-understand what's going on here. Shafin et asdakin. You're allowed to fill in the cracks and smooth them up. You're allowed to fill in the cracks. Umagilin otan. And you're allowed to smooth them out. Ke'en magila. As smooth as a roller can make it. Biyad uvaragil. With a with your hand or with your foot, avalom mm-hmm. So the Gemara takes it that you're not allowed to use a roller. You're not allowed to use any implement, right? Because again, the crack needs to be filled in. Because if if the crack's not filled in, let's say water will come in. But you have to make it nice. No, but you don't have to make leave it completely unfinished. You can smooth it out with your hand. How smooth can you make it with your hand? As smooth as a roller would make it. But you have to use your hand. You can't use a roller. Right? It's a bit of a chumra. Bit of a stringency compared to how we basically read the Mishnah pr- previously. We thought you could use a roller. It's not surprising that you can't. That's the whole Shinoi thing. Right? You have to fix it, and you want to make it a little bit nice. But you're going to have to come back to it after Yontif. Yeah. You know, like, again, the, the roller a, could be the Shinoi because the trowel, the Machashiv, whatever... Machal Tzayim. Machal Tzayim. Right, so that, that, could, that could be the difference between the Havamina and the Maskana. The Havamina is that... Initially, we might have thought, based on the ruining of the Mishnah, that a roller suffices to be a shinoi, and that's not finished, and that's and and, and, and you're allowed to even use a roller. It seems that the Gemara's conclusion is that no, any implement other than one's hand or foot yeah. would constitute a, a too expert of a job for chol right. Again, after yantav, do whatever you want, but now you use your hand and foot or foot to smooth it out as best you can, but not uh, not all the way. Okay. Um, they were about seven lines from where it gets wider. It's all these parts of the door, of a wooden door with a lock, mm-hmm. right? The pivot and the lentil and the and the lock and the key. If any of these things things break, you can fix it on your own. We have a, a conflicting uh, Talmudic statement. <clears throat> so it sounds like you could fix it. So Ad Yamav, so now there's a little bit of a story here about um, <clears throat> about um, Yochanan the Kohen Gadol. So until the times of Yochanan the Kohen Gadol, Hayapatish Makeb Yushalayim. There, there would be, um, the, the, you would hear the sound of a hammer in Jerusalem on Cholamoid, right? Because there was certain circumstances in which you'd be allowed to be working on, on Cholamoid if it was necessary, etc. So Ad Yamav in Mikan Lo. It sounds like until the times of Yochanan Kohen Gadol, it was permissible, but after his times, it was no longer uh, permissible. Because as Rashi says, "Who Gazar Alav, he made a ruling of uh, he, he discontinued the practice of using any any equipment on and any any equipment on um, on Cholamoid, which would imply that you're not allowed again. I don't to fix a door or lock, locking mechanism would require some sort of tool, some kind of banging, some type of cutting that would make noise, and that seems to be impermissible, prohibited, subsequent to the um, gezera, to the decree of Yochanan Kohen Gadol. Mm-hmm. So that seems to conflict with our mission. Our mission says you can do it, but this Brita mentions the fact that after Yochanan Kohen Gadol, you're not allowed to do it because it makes noise. 
So the Gemara answers low kasha. We're going to give a number of possibilities as to why it would still be permissible to fix a locking mechanism on a door, um, even though it seems that Yochanan Kohen Gadol prohibited any implement that makes noise on Cholombite. So Khan bidinavchi, Khan bidinagri. What Rabbi Yochanan Kohen Gadol didn't, what Yochanan Kohen Gadol didn't like, was the loud sound of the anvil of the blacksmith's anvil beating down on, you know, hot. That's loud. Competent agri, but craftsmen's tools, like carpenter's tools, are quieter. Again, they didn't have electric like ones. small sounds as opposed to big sounds is what they had. Right, small sounds, big sounds. The problem is, Matkiv La Rav Chista, that, that's exactly the problem. Rav Chista doesn't like that. He's like, you know, you know that, that, that's, a weird, that's a very ambiguous line to draw. Yomru Kala Raba Asr Kala Zutur Shari. Right? Rav Chista says, I don't buy it. Because a loud, this is loud. Like, do they were they able to measure decibels? Right? Like, like you can't draw a line that's so. It's too subjective. It's too. It's too. It's too. It's too fine. The line between usher and mutter, mm-hmm. and it could be subjective as well. So Rechista doesn't like that. So we're going to offer a different. Um, we're going to offer a different possibility as to uh, what the difference is. Why? Why is? Why, how can the Mishnah say that fixing a uh, a a door and a blocking mechanism is permissible. Right, by the way, why are you allowed to fix the door? Because uh, you're preventing a tremendous potential loss. Right, if your door is open, thieves can come in and steal whatever they want. So even in Kholomoy, there's the safety uh, or security feature, uh, loophole, permission, mm-hmm. that allows you to... Um, that allows you to uh, to fix the door. We're worried about the noise factor here. So how do we how do we reconcile these two statements? El Amar of Chista Lo Kasha Kan B'Magli Ha B'Magli Ha B'Chatsini. Right. So um, Rav Papa, uh, no, who is this? Rav Chista says um, that uh, large uh, large saws is a magli is a large saw. And I guess uh, the, the, what Rav Chist is suggesting is that it's, it is basically silent, right? Rashi says this large saw doesn't make any noise whatsoever, okay? Habahatsini, this is uh, an axe. Chatsini is an axe. A chatsin is going to make noise. Davi Uludi it makes more noise, okay? So it's not the difference between a little bit of noise and a lot of noise. It's the difference between silence mm-hmm. and and some noise. Okay. Rav Papa Amar Khan Kodim Gzera Khan Papa says simply, the Mishnah is talking about before there was uh, the institution of Yochanan Kohen Gadol, who, you know, just wanted a little bit of peace and quiet for Cholamoid in Jerusalem, right? Can I get a little bit of quiet? I'm Cholamoid in Yerushalayim. That's all I'm asking for. So the Mishnah comes before that. And the statement of the Brita is after that. Okay, that's pretty simple. Uh, Rav Ashi, Amar, Rav Ashi suggests otherwise, Ha Rabbi Yehuda, Ha Rabbi Yossi. The difference is between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi. Um, the, in other words, the Mishnah is like Rabbi Yossi, and the Gzera of Yochan and Kohen Gadol is in accordance with Rabbi Yehuda. How do we see this? Don Rav Yitzchak Barav Dimi, Montana, Shinoi B'moed, Bedavar Avid, Who's the opinion that holds that when you're tr- when you're fixing a davar avod, when you're engaging in that type of activity on Yom Tov on Cholamoid, that you have to do it with a shinui? 
So the so Rav Yitzchak Bar Dimi says the Lok Rav Yosi. This is not in accordance with Rav Yosi. Rav Yosi holds you're allowed to do a shinoi. You're allowed to do a davar avod without a shinoi. Once it's permissible, you don't have to do a shinoi. So Amar Ravina, Keman Madlinan Haidna Kavusa Dasha Becholo Demoi. Right? Who allows uh, one to put the lintel back on the door on Cholamoid? Keman Rav Yosi. Right, so the difference between, right, Rabbi Yossi is going to perm- permit it, and uh, Rabbi Yehuda is in accordance with the, um, with, with the Brisa. Right, so in all these cases where, we, where there's no Shinoe required, mm-hmm. right, for the lintel, etc., that is in accordance with Rabbi Yossi. Okay, two dots. The uh, last two dots before the end of the Hamud. Fifteen lines up. Kavashim. Pickles. Well, all types of brined items, salted items. The Mishnah says, if you're going to be able to eat them, if they'll be finished on, on Yantuf, you're allowed to do you, For Yantuf purposes, eating, mm-hmm. you're allowed to do it. Bedita Levi Kavri. Right? So there's a story of this uh, river, the Bedita River, that was at the um, at Levi certain location. Kavri, so it dry, it dried up, right? It dried up, or or they drained it, and what was left were all these fish on the right on the riverbanks, right? Free fish. Azal Kuliyama, Tzod, Atu Aitu Kavra. Right, all the all the people went out. All the Jews went out, and this was on on on, on Cholamoid. They went and they and they ca- and they and they caught the fish. Even I could catch a fish after it's been drained, right? But it's a pretty easy uh, endeavor. Right, plenty of fish. So, Shara Lahu Rava Laminlach Minayu, Rava allowed them to salt the fish, the ones that they weren't eating that day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to preserve them. So Amar Abaye. So Abaye asked. Right? Right? You're only allowed to salt ones that you're going to eat on Cholamoid. Here there's too much. Right? So why are you allowed to salt extra for, you know, next week, next month? Mm-hmm. So Rabbi said, came to me, Karadaita Dachila, Aitinu. Right? They. They brought in fish to eat. We're eating this fish. It ends up that they can't eat every fish, but they can eat any fish. That's the point. Since they can eat any fish, and if they don't salt the ones that they end up not eating, pasti, it's going to be a loss. Mm-hmm. Right? So, we consider this to be a davar avad, and therefore I'll permit it. Right? So, right, there are two factors. Number one is, you bring in all this fish. As it comes through the door, any one of them could be the one you eat. So you're allowed to bring it in. Now you now you ate. Now you're set. You you ate. You ate. You, you prepared the ones for yantif, and now you have this stack of fish sitting there. If you do nothing with it, it's going to rot. If you want to say so, now you have the potential of a loss because the fish is now in your possession. Now again, you could argue you didn't pay for the fish. The, the point is, it's in your possession now. It's your fish, and now if you're not allowed to salt it, you're going to lose out. Oh, so therefore, uh, uh, here we talk about frakmatia avod. You're going to lose out on a. You're going to lose out the principle of the fish. 
it's not about making a profit on the fish, it's just not losing out on the principal. And therefore, it's permitted to, Rava felt it was permitted to salt the fish. Not only that case, right, the case we just mentioned was, you know, the, 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 the fish were sort of lying there on the riverbanks, you know, it was just there for the taking. But Ika, where are we? Uh, yes. According to one opinion, Rava allowed them to even go fishing. Mm-hmm. To go fishing, to have a good day of fishing, bring it all into the house, and you have more so than you're going to eat on Yantav and Cholamoid, and you're still allowed to assault the remainder, right? So the difference between sort of a Bidyeved and even a Lachatchila to go out fishing and to fish more than is necessary, right? You don't have to stop. You know, there's five days left of, of Yantif and uh, two fish per day. You don't have to stop fishing at 10. You can no catch 20, right? No limit. So, no limit. So would the modern comparison be rather than salted, you, you don't have to throw it out. You could put it in your fridge. You could freeze it. You freeze it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That would be similar. Um... So I'm going to buy a Anan Kvation Shu Yachol Lechoman Koshan Tanan. I'm going Agav Itzitza. Right? So the question is the stuff you salt is no longer sort of accessible to eat because it's, it's after they salt the fish, right? They have to, um, right, like salt cod. Right? You have yeah, to prepare it. You have to, like, you can't, just, you can't just put it in the microwave. You can't just, you got to, like, you gotta, well, salt cod, you have to like soak to get the salt out. It's like a whole process. So, so Abai says, once you salted this fish, it's not really available. So why are you allowed to do it if it's really not available for eating on, on, on Cholomoid or Yantif? So Rebbe says, no, Agav, it's, uh, if you squeeze it, if you press it enough, you can even eat the fish, you know, you can prepare it quicker, even on Yantif, right? So there's the possible, are they going to do it? Probably not. Could they do it? Rebbe held in a pinch, they could rehydrate and get the salt out of this fish right. through a process, and therefore we're going to allow you to uh, stockpile. Kiyad Shmuel, right? Happened by Shmuel. Avdule Shitin Itzitziva Achal, right? You know, he once went somewhere and they wanted to serve him fish. All they had was salted fish, so they pressed it out 60 times. It doesn't, maybe not 60, but a lot. They rinsed it off a lot, Rashi says, and they were able to, uh, they were able to serve it to him from salt to table, right? From brine to table. It requires some effort, but you can do it. Similarly, Rava Rava was at the uh, house of the Exilarch. That's a word you only know when you learn Gemara. Uh, right? So the Exilarch um, uh, invited Rava over. So that's a fancy place. And what do you find there? And they were also pressing out fish and, and serving it to him right away, right? So, and that's the same Rava, right? It could be because Rava, you know, I was at a fancy schmancy restaurant, and they served it to me straight out of the brine after working it a little, working their magic on it. So that could be why Rava held that everyone can do it, right? The, the brined fish is not off the table. It's possible to even eat it on, on Yontif. All right. It could be his own experience led him to that suck. Rav, Ikla Levei Rav Shapir. Rav went to Rav Shapir's house. Um... Right, so Rav Right, so now we're gonna now we're gonna talk a little bit about fish. I saw somebody told me they, they saw a, a truck, a fish truck. It said um, 
meat without feet. That's what fish is, meat without feet. So we're gonna learn a little bit more about meat without feet. Uh, so so what, what, did, what did Rav have at uh, Rav Shapiro's house? fish which was tilta bishula, a third boiled, tilta milcha, a third salted, tilta tavia, and a third broiled. Okay, that's a. But by the way, it's a third salted, so that proves that salted fish can be, if prepared correctly, can be uh, consumed. Amarav, Amarli Adetaida, Kavra, right? We're gonna have what wisdom from. Not the Gordon's fisherman, but Rav Ada, uh, uh, Ada the fisherman. Ada the fisherman taught Rav a few things about fish, right? Don't listen. Let me tell you something about how to pick out a melon, right? No, so let me tell you something about when to eat fish. Kavra samach lemistrachem ali, right? Eat eat fish right, you know, right before it right before it's about to rot. That's the best time to eat a fish. Lou, you don't agree? No. Try it. Let me know how it works out. <laughs> we don't really think fresh fish is the way to go, but they, they had other ideas. Ada the fisherman. Amarav, Amarli Ada the Kavra. Right? He, he had other things, you know. Whether this was solicited or not, I get the feeling it might not have been solicited, right? He's, you know, <laughs> these fishermen, you meet them, they start talking to you whether you want to hear them or not. <laughs> so, right? So Ada the Tzai the Kavra, the fisherman, said to Rav something else. Tavya Ba'achva. Uh, Right, so what's the best way to eat fish? Right? Tavia ba'achva, right? Boil it in its brother, right? Which is salt, right? Because fish and salt are both in water. So salt is the fish's brother, and water is the fish's father, mother or whatever, right? So take fish and boil it in salt. Asuke bavua. Right, and then um, place the right, place it in the father, right in water. Michli bibrei, and um, and eat it with 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 the with with what comes out of the fish, right? right, right. The sun, the broth, and and, and chase it down with with water. Right, so salted fish and boiled in water, eaten in broth, eating in broth, chased with uh, chased with a little water. That doesn't sound like much of a recipe to me, but don't mess with Ada the fisherman. Right, so when it comes to these things, when it comes to fish and crest and uh, milk, litone gufa litone puria. After you eat them, right, work out the body, right, go for a walk, do something, uh, exert yourself, and don't go to bed. Right, don't, don't, don't go straight to bed. Vamarav, Amarli Adataida, Adataida also said, Kavra, Tachli, Vihelba, the same things, crest and um, uh, fish and water and, and milk. Maya, Velo Shikra, better to drink water with them and not beer. Shikra, Velo Chamra, and if you don't have water and your choice is beer or wine, go with the beer and the last choice would be wine. Hmm. Okay, thank you, Adetzayda. Hadron Allah, Mashkin Beit HaShlachim. First parak is in the books. We'll come back to it. Okay, but we're not done. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. So the next parak, we're going to talk, we're going to get into um, Avelut. Uh-huh. A little bit about morning practices. There's an Isser Malacha, there's a restriction on work 
on 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 while a person is sitting shiva. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is, to what degree is it similar and different to the Yisra Malacha on Cholam Right. So here we go. Mishnah, Mishah Zaytav. A person, right, before a person um, presses oil out of olives, they, it's called turning them over, right? It prepares them in the, in the, in the hopper, let's say, in the, in the press. So you did that, you're about ready to smack them with the beam and to start pressing the oil. Viravel, and becomes the, he loses a, a close relative, becomes an avel. Ones, Oshitu, Poalim, um... Or something happens out of his control, or the uh, or the workers um, right, or the workers don't show up, or whatever the case is. Rashi says, and then and then the yuntif starts. Right, you had them come Arab yuntif, and for whatever reason, you weren't able to finish pressing your olives before yuntif begins. So here in the Mishnah, we're mentioning both. Becoming an Avel and Yantav starting in the same Mishnah. So we say, Toin Kora Rishona, Unichalachar Moed. You're allowed to strike it with the beam on the first, right, the first press of the oil, which is where most of the oil comes out of. But you're not allowed to go back and finish up the process, right? So again, if you didn't do anything, the uh, olives would rot. If you, if you hit them once, most, you'll get most of your oil out of the olives. You just won't get 100% out. And, it, and you'll still have work to do after Yantav. So we allow you to save the olives, but we don't allow you to get every drop out of it. That's what the Mishnah says. So if you haven't hit it once, leave it alone. If you haven't hit it once, you're allowed to hit it while you're in Avel or while you're oh, in no. Cholamoi. Uh-huh. Right, yes. You are right. You're allowed to do that, that, that degree of Malacha. Diver Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Zolei, Vagomer, Vagaf, Kedarko. No, Rabbi Yossi says you're allowed to hit it a second time. You're allowed to put it in barrels, the oil. You're allowed to seal the barrels. Everything you would do to finish the job, you're allowed to do, uh, even though uh, it's cholamoid. Right? We'll apply to Avel is sort of a question of the Gemara. Exactly the first question. Because mm-hmm. right? we, we, we mentioned Avel, right. we mentioned cholamoid, and then, and then it says all the things you're allowed to do on cholamoid. What about if he's an Avel? So that's what the Gemara says. Patach ba'avel v'sim ba'moed. So you start with, it starts mentioning that, you know, you didn't get, you didn't get a chance to press the oil out of the olives because he became an avel, and then it changes to, he didn't have a chance to press the oil out of the olives before Yantav started. So what, what's the case by an avel? So Rav Shisha, great Rav, great Rav Edi, Rav Shisha holds Right, so Rav Shisha says what we learned from here is that what we permitted in the Mishnah was only by Cholomoed. You're allowed to the, go back and press the olives that you didn't have a chance to press before Yantav. But an Avel is not allowed to do anything. It's not allowed to do any of this work. That's where she shows. Ravashi Amar, Lomi Bai Kamar. No. Ravashi says that if you're allowed to uh, press these olives because you didn't have a chance to do it before Yantav, if that's true about Cholomoed, then that's certainly true. Kalva Chomer, that that's true concerning an, an Avel. Why? Uh, he explains it as follows. Lomi Bai Bimei Avlo Vishari you don't have to mention by Avelut, right? Because the Isra Malacha during, well, as an Avel is an Isra Drabanan. The rabbis came and wanted us, wanted a person to focus on his or her Shiva, his, his most, their most intense period of Avelut, and therefore they said, don't engage in Malacha. So that, you don't have to mention that, because Ela Filu even on Cholamoed, 
But you didn't have a chance to press your olives before the Yantav started. And then and then Yantav began. So on Cholomoid, we allow you to press the olives. The Yisr Malacha Midiraita. Even though the Yisr Malacha on Cholomoid is an Yisr from the Torah, but Makom Seid if there's a loss, to mitigate, to avoid that loss, the rabbis permitted it. And, of course, an Avel, where the Yisr Malacha is only Midirabonon, would be allowed to do similarly. Tanya Kavateta of Shisha, we have a Brita that seems to be more like Rav Shisha, who says, Cholomoed, yes, and Avel, no, and Avel would not be allowed to. Elu uh, osin la These are the things that a person can have done for him or her during their Avelut. Zeistav havuchin tonin lo. Right? If, 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 you're, if the uh, olives were already in the press, you can strike them with the beam to get them pressed. You can have someone else do it. Right, so that, that already is the, is the support for Rav Shisha. Because right, Rav Shisha said an Avil himself is not allowed to press the olives while, during Shiva. And in this mission, this Brita, it says that an Avil can have someone else do it for him. Right, so even, because, even though it's a loss, he has to find someone to do it for him. He himself is not allowed to do it. Uh, similarly, Kado, Ukado, Leguf, if he needs, uh, what else can an Avil have someone else do for him? Find uh, someone to seal his barrel. Right, flax would be um, soaked to separate the seeds from the uh, the workable material. You can have someone take the flax out of the bath. Wool that's being sitting in a dive, dying uh, uh, barrel. You're allowed to have someone. At, you're allowed to ask someone to take it out from there. You can have someone. The Avil can fa- have someone else uh, irrigate their field when it's time for it to be watered. Rav Yudah Omer, Av Zorin Lo Sadenir, said you're even allowed to plant a plowed field and a field that's ready for flax. Right? They're allowed to do that for the Avil. So people said to Rav Yudah, Im Lo Tizra Babachir, Tizra Bafil. The, uh, others, the Chachanim, disagree with this last statement because they said, yeah, it's ready to plant now, but if you don't plant now, you can plant later. In other words, if you don't hit the Bachir, which is the early harvest, the early planting season, you'll plant in the Afel, you'll plant in the later har- uh, planting season, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not such a loss, right? For a big loss, we allow the Afel to have someone else do it for him. Mm-hmm. But this type of small loss would not would not be permissible, according to the Chachamim. Any reason they mention flax? Like, just specifically give an example of flax? It's just different than wool in terms of its um, processing. Um, but it's also a time, a time-sensitive process, meaning you put it, I don't know exactly, mm. I'm not yet an expert in flax uh, No leniency with regard right. to when you plant it. It's, it's got to be... Oh, why? I, I think it was just a different season. I think flax had its own season. You mean why it mentions flax yeah, for planting? Why, yeah, why it couldn't yeah, so I think any other vegetable, any other fruit, any other it, tree, any, it, any it other... Could, I think it could have been. I think it's just the timing. I think it's just the timing compared to, to compared to wool. Timing? Compared to uh, wheat. It's Cholomoy Pesach? Is that what you're saying? It's like well, it could, time? No, no, we're talking about it, it's a death. Oh, right. So it could be any time, right? So I think it's just in contrast to wheat. The stainier is talking about planting wheat, and and bachir and afel are wheat. Are wheat? It's actually mentioned in the 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 plague of, of locust or hail. It talks about how it affected all the har- all the seasons in Egypt, both the early planting and the late planting. Okay. So that's that's concerning mostly wheat. 
and maybe in contrast to flax, which would be a different time of year. But the Gemara says, um, if, and if you don't plant imlo tizra pishtan tizra miminachar, similar to what you're saying, right? It's not a huge loss. You wanted to plant flax and you became an avel. Don't have someone else plant your flax. Wait a week, and you'll plant something else. You miss the early planting season. After you're availus, you'll plant whatever's available to be planted. The the the, the margin between what you could have made and what you what you, and, and and what you're going to make is not considered to be a half semaruba. Right. It's not enough of a loss to allow you to do it. All right, uh, five lines before it gets wide. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Omer Zeta Vafuchin Vein Sham Uman Elohu. Right. Let's say the um, olives are in the press. And they're ready to be pressed, but you don't have an olive press. You don't have a, an, an expert, a craftsman who's, who knows how to do it. Except you, except the mourner. Kado leguf, vein sham uman elahu. The olive oil is already pressed, it's in the barrel, but no one knows how to seal the barrels except him, the yovel. He's the only one that knows how to take the flax out of the uh, out of the bath. He's the only one that knows how to take the wool out of the uh, out of the dying uh, pit, right? Right. So we allow him to do it, even though he's an ovel, but in private, right? You can't do it. You gotta don't let anyone know you're doing it. Yater al Kane first wide line. Furthermore, uman. Larabim. Furthermore, let's say he's he's a craftsman that not only, right? Up, the previous case was it's for him, but he's the only one that can do it, right? He can't ask someone else to do it. Here, what he does, what his craft is, is something that benefits the robin, the public, right? Let's say he's a imhaya uman larabim masapar uvalan larabim, right? If what he does, let's say he's a uh, bath attendant or a barber, it's hard to find a good barber, right? So he's the barber. He's the guy. Right, and now he's an ovel. So what's going to happen? Especially if you get a teregel, everyone needs to get their haircuts. You know, a day or two before Yantif. and he's an ovel, and he's the only one. and he's the only one that could do it. Everyone's going to look like a What? Everyone's going to look like a mourner. Everyone's going to. That's right. So he has to. He has. He could do it even before Hesia. He can even do it in public for the robin. What? What's the punishment for violating these laws? Well, this is Durabanon, so it's. I don't know. I don't think it's lashes. I don't think it's. I don't. I think it's uh, a fine. No, I don't think. I don't. I don't. It might not be anything. Yeah, violating the laws of like it could be working. Oh, cholamoed, cholamoed. I mean, the rabbis have some sort of. The rabbis have some um, agotic statements about being mevaza samoadim. So they 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 tell us to take it very seriously, but the actual punishment. I mean, there's no, there's no, uh, Bayesden doesn't punish for it. Shemayim. I mean, no joke, but like, if the guys were hammering in Rav Yochanan's time or something. Oh, so that might have been, that's a Takana, that's the Gezerah of Rav Yochanan, of Yochanan Kohen Gadol. What he, he, there could have been a fine in that case. That was a specific Takana of a specific person at a specific time. That may, there may have been a fine involved in that. But like, if you do your own activity on Yanta, on Cholamoe, there's no, um, I don't think there's a uh, there's no recourse in Beitin as far as I can think of. I think you know you settle your score up with you know God you know with God about proper it's behavior about proper behavior. Um, okay, Harisin, last second wide line, last word. Harisin, 
Vachakir and Vachablonim. Three types of, 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 of employees uh, in a field. Right? One's a sharecropper, one's a, a tenant farmer, one's a salaried field hand. All of these people. Hare'elu yasu acherem bishvilan. Right? Because the way it works is if they don't work, they don't get paid. Mm-hmm. And if they don't work, they, the, the, the owner also can lose out. Right. So um, someone else can fill in for them. Hachamarim, hagamalim, vasapadim. Someone who rents donkeys or camels or boats. Hare'elu loyasu. Right? You can't start a new rental if the person is an avel. Right? He can't, he can't continue his business during his avelos. But if they've already been rented out for a period of time, whether we're talking about the, the Avel's animals or the Avel himself has been rented out for a job, right, a long, for a long, yeah. far in advance, Hare Luyasu, right, we would, the Gemara says he would be allowed to go to his job. But someone who's rented on a daily basis, even if it's sort of Bitsina, it's private because he goes to a different city, no one knows him, no one knows that he's an Avel, Loyata, he can't, uh, he's not allowed to, he has to come home. Day laborers have to take the week off. Right, let's say uh, people deposited work for him to do. Even though it was done, um, right? Even though it was contracted piecemeal, namely, there's no time constraint, the Avel can't do it. Right, and that and that's that's and that's what the Gemara wants to know. What do you mean AFLP? If in other words, if the if an AFL is contracted with a time limit versus not a time limit, which one would you think he might be allowed to do as an AFL? Oh, the one uh, that's time bound, right? Right, the one that's time bound because otherwise he's going to lose out. And yet the Gemara says, even though it's uh, it's 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 piecemeal, even though it's not time bound, he's not allowed to do it. Well, of course, if it's not time-bound, he's not allowed to do it. The bigger chiddush is if it is time-bound. So that's what the Gemara asks. Afal pi should be kibolet. Lomi baya sheno kibolet. Adarabo, kibolet kididedami. Maybe it's kibolet. If it's done piecemeal, then it's like his. And his, he has to wait till after Avelut. What you should really tell us is what's the deal with if it's time-bound. If, the, if there's a project that you, you're committed to in a mm-hmm. period of time that overlaps with Shiva. Are you allowed to do that? That, 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 Malacha. No, we have to amend the text to make sense. Whether it was uh, piecemeal or not piecemeal, even if it was time-bound. Lo mm. Yasa. He's not allowed to... Uh, He's not allowed to do that work. He's got to lose out on that. Uh, on that. If his work is in someone else's hands, right? Like he dropped his car off at the garage, right? Oh, okay. Be- right, and it's, and it's during a velut. Beveto yeah. in his house lo yasu. They're not allowed to do the work. Beveto acher yasu. They'd be allowed to do the work. Okay. And for our current call, Marion Braideravin, Umar Braideraviacha, Braiderava. Right, so there's Marion and Marbury Dravacha had uh, had um, had a yoke that they split, not an egg yoke. Right, they had a yoke on, uh, on yeah, cows. Right, so each one owned an ox, and they shared the uh, the yoke. Only when both oxen worked together, right, under one yoke, were they able to you know get any work done. That's a good yoke. That's a good. Oh yeah. <laughs>
Yoke on my face. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to say he has yoke on his face. There you go. Uh, so what happened? Idrum Unfortunately, Marbredarav Acha lost a relative. He's now in Avil. Upaske Lagamle. And he, 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 caused, he, he split up the yoke. Right. He wouldn't allow his cow to work, so therefore, so therefore, uh, what's his name's cow couldn't work either. Um, uh, Marion's cow couldn't work either. Right? Ravashi didn't understand. He's like, why is Marbaravacha doing this? Such a great person, doesn't he know? He doesn't care about right the the loss that he's incurring on himself. He wants to fully mourn, even if that means incurring a loss. But here, right, he's causing someone else. He's not worried about the loss. He's in, he's causing someone else. Well, Tanya, we learned in a bright team. Right? If it's already rented out from previously, right, right. then he can continue. So why why did why did Marbury Ravacha take his split up the yoke and and and, and take his cow home? Uh, not allow him to work. Because of he's because he's a Talmud Chacham, he's well known. Right? Maybe. Maybe, maybe people would recognize that it was his cow, that it was his yoke. Whatever the case was, he did not feel that it was appropriate for him a to go. Right, a well, it's a marred iron on a certain caliber of person, right? Right, right. A person like you and me, we'd yeah. be allowed to. But like for whatever reason, again, why? Is, yeah, is but there... you, know, you, you could you could flip the script on something like that and say that you know uh, he's uh, causing the other guy to lose, and right. does it really make him look right? Good? Another caution should be more known, I agree. So I agree. He's not I agree. even like he's doing it himself. He's got somebody out there doing right, it. You right, can, exactly. You, he's not on the back of the ox. I hear the Adam Chashev uh, right, right. argument can be played yeah. both ways, right? Yeah. For him, it means not working even the other guy's cow. But maybe the Adam Chashev should be, I'm willing to forsake my honor in order that the yeah. other guy doesn't lose it. Is it him. only Adam Chashev or is he a rich person as well so he can afford the loss? Is he just... Yeah, I don't know what Chashev means. Normally, we, 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 we try to utilize that language for spiritually chasha people. Spiritual, right. Right. 